Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. So excited to finish up this series on four cornerstones of strategic living. It's been really good. It's been, I know I have felt challenged and I always am challenged by you and am ready to like, yes, I'm ready to go to that next level of the next level. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. The next level of the next level. Um, but today we're talking about personal deployment, the fourth cornerstone. Take it away. So let's review very quickly here. Four cornerstones, the entire concept is is a, kind of a construction term or engineering term. It's it's where you place in the foundation the these pieces that are going to be the, the cornerstones. They're going to be the the anchors, if you will, for the entire structure. What you're building in your life, you're going to build it on a beautiful foundation, but that foundation is built on cornerstones. The four cornerstones are personal healing, personal discovery, personal development. We've already talked about those three. Today we're going to talk about what comes uh, seasonally at the end of this process. It's deployment. It's engaging the level for which you have now come through this process. That's good. Okay? So... Uh, in the last video, we want to talk to you about doing the thing, all right? Deploying, getting in the game. Uh, another way of saying this, I guess, is is activation. I use that term quite a bit in my in my church world uh, roles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but it's like you know being activated, being called up, being put on the roster, but not just being put on the roster, being put on the field, and doing the thing you've been trained to do, equipped to do, prepared to do. It's, it's doing the thing, all right? So this is a very vital part of this building process because uh, I, I have found in working with people for so many years that a lot of people have profound vision for their life. In fact, they can, they can clearly articulate to you what their life looks like, what they see it looking like 25 years from now. Uh, that some people have even gone so far as to have a really solid plan in place. These are the things that I plan. I plan on doing. Yep. This is what I think I'm. This is what I need to get about doing. After and when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 some of those people to take to the next level. They're even. They've even done the education. They've done the training. They've done the deeper work to prepare themselves and develop themselves for that role, for that business, for that ministry, for whatever it is. But then so many of those people never pull the dang trigger. Yes. They never get off the sideline and into the game. And, and so this is a thing where it's one thing to be fully qualified, fully prepared, and ready. But then it's another thing to actually be all those things and be willing to be activated and called up and to be deployed. Uh, it's interesting... Uh, on Monday mornings, generally speaking, around the United States of America, there's about 2,000 radio stations that are Monday, Mac, Mon, Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking, and they're rehashing all the things that should have been done on the football field Sunday with all the games that they're watching, the football games, American okay. football, that is. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's really easy to to uh, yak about, talk about, critique, and whatever, everybody else and what they're doing. Here's my, my thought for these cats. Why don't you get yourself suited up, get out there and take one hit from some defensive guy and get the life beat out of you one time. You know, you, you want to talk about everything they're doing wrong. You go get hit. You go get in the game. You go out there and put yeah, yourself at good. risk. So good. And so my point is, is that uh, a lot of people are, are commentators 
about everybody else's life. Yes. And even about their own. Yeah. But but at the at the core, they're afraid to actually suit up and get in the game. So we're going to talk about that so today. Good. Okay. So why why would somebody have a lot of their stuff together, but never pull the trigger, never get in the game? Uh, I I just believe much of that paralysis, if you will, that inability to to engage, goes all the way back many times to the personal healing piece. Uh, if I find somebody who's really walked through this process and seemingly they have they've really made some great ground and they're ready, but then they can't ever pull the trigger, it tells me usually there's something all the way back at personal healing that's not resolved or not reconciled. So that's usually where I'll, I'll go looking again to say, all right, what, what is it that's holding you up here? What's really going on? Uh, there's something in them that they, they don't trust themselves. Uh, we were talking about this offline a while ago where... You know, we, we talk about this fear of failure, but many people actually have a fear of success, right? They, they, they don't really fear failure. They fear uh, the challenges and the demands that come to them should they succeed, <laughs> right? Uh, some people just believe, don't believe they can do something. Uh, so there, there's other times when they don't trust other people. And therefore, it, it, it closes off opportunities to them because they can't open themselves up to trust someone else as a business partner, as a collaborator, or whatever the case may be. Uh, some people just are risk avoidant at all costs because at some point in their life, they risk something, maybe, <clears throat> maybe some money, maybe their heart, and they got crushed. Mm. Uh, but generally speaking, they just don't have the capacity to engage in this game of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe all of those things, at some level, are rooted in fear. 100%. You and I have, have dealt with this so many hundreds of times over mm-hmm. the years with, with clients. But fear of the unknown, fear of the unfamiliar, fear of failure, fear of success. Here's a big one. What are they going to think about me? Fear of other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was completely paralyzed by that for so many years of my life. I was so determined to make sure I controlled what everybody thought of me as if that even mattered. Mm. Uh, a big one for me was I, I was always scared if I succeed and I do well and I pursue this path that God has for me, then I might it might affect this relationship. I might lose this friend. I might lose this contact or this association because it's not aligned with where I'm going. I was, the, the fear of loss really dominated my decision-making process in getting engaged. Uh, as I mentioned a while ago, you know, just getting on the field to play the game, you're going to get hit, you're going to get fouled, you're going to get smacked in the head. There's going to be some stuff mm-hmm. that life mm-hmm. brings you. Mm-hmm. But it, it all boils down to fear. I have found that the only people who win in life are the people who get in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't win if you don't play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, these these guys that sit on the sidelines the whole season, never play one game, and yet they still get a Super Bowl ring, I don't have a whole lot of respect for them. I'm glad they were there. I'm sure they were an encouragement to their buddies who were getting hit. But you don't win unless you actually get in the game. Uh, you ever developed a new product? Like a new, well, a new book. A new book, yeah. A new uh, book, you know, an, new, online a new online course, a yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I, I know her pretty well, so I can say this. I, I know she's a lot like me. Uh, the product is never ready enough, really, is it? No. So, I, I mean, I don't care how many times you edit it, how many times you tweak it, how many times you change the graphic here or do the, move this over there or change that lower third or whatever you do. 
the, because of the way we're wired, there's always something more we'd like to do. But here's the thing. You're never going to make money with the product unless you ship it. That's good. Right? Mm -hmm. And there's no perfect product. The point is, is that you can develop a phenomenal product, and I'm, I'm using this metaphorically for your life, but you can have a phenomenal product, but if you don't ship the product, no one gets to enjoy it. Therefore, no one's going to tell their friend about it, and nobody else is going to buy it. So my point is, is that unless you ship your life out to the world, unless you, unless you give of the essence of who you are, unless you get in that game and actually offer up the, the thing that God is putting you to offer up, the world's not going to experience the, the effect of that, but you're not going to receive the blessing and the fulfillment from it. Mm. All right? You have to deploy. Uh, you know, I uh, the word deploy comes from a military term, right? Uh, I don't have anybody in my family that's in the military. Do you? Mm -mm. Uh, I, I've had some, some relatives, but not in my immediate family, but... It's interesting, I, some of my son's close friends in high school went off to the military. And I'll never forget, you know, when they joined the military, their parents were so proud and excited and, and what have you. And then they went off to boot camp and then they went off to specialized training. They went off to do their thing. And, and we were talking to them through that whole process and they were, they were excited and proud. But then the day come when that child got their orders and they were shipped off overseas to a hotspot somewhere. Uh, behind enemy lines, you know, or in an area that was really vulnerable and, and challenging and what have you. And, and it's interesting, they're still, they're still proud of their child. But this other element comes in now because it's different to be preparing than it is to be deployed. Yeah, that's so good. There's no risk in preparing, really. Yeah. But there's great risk in going behind the line, right? And so this deployment idea comes from at some point you have to actually decide, am I going to play the game or am I going to be an expert that tells everybody else how to play the game? <laughs> you know anybody like that? Yeah, I do. I 100% do. All right. So let, let's talk a little bit about deployment here. When a person has experienced true healing and really gone through the process, the deep work of, of, of being healed and reconciling old hurts, old wounds, old challenges, when a person has taken weeks, months, years even, working with a mentor, a coach, a, a personal <clears throat> developer to work with them on discovering who they are, why they're here, what they're, you know, really going deep in their own heart and, and looking at what am I driven by, what are my passions, what am I excited about? What do I feel like God's really called me to do? And, and really inventory those things and put together that strategic plan and work all that together. Then they take that framework and they go over to personal development and they begin to really pour into themselves. They invest in themselves to strengthen, to grow, to expand their competencies, their capabilities, mm -hmm. to prepare for doing the thing. Once they've done all of that, you know what to do. You know your place. You know where your assignment is. You've worked super hard to get ready. Now, the only option you have is one, get in the game, or two, die prepared. It's so good. I'm gonna pause there for a second and let you think about that. How tormenting, how disappointing, how, how heartbroken might a person be in their last days knowing that they, they were capable, they were competent, they were gifted, they were anointed, they were called, they mm -hmm. were assigned, 
They were ready to go out and make a massive difference in their world, yet, for whatever the reason, they never got in the game. Mm. Can I tell you, I really believe this with all my heart. I mean, I, I won't mention who, but a very close family member of mine, uh, an elderly person, just passed away a couple of years ago. And I know for a fact that person died knowing that they had not fulfilled their purpose. Mm. My dad, who died, good Lord, 22 years ago, uh, my dad, same thing. I, I, I just know that he never reached his full potential, his capacity. He's a great man. Great man, loved people, very, very compassionate, mm -hmm. but never tapped into it. Mm. I, I cannot be a person, and you cannot be a person who goes to their grave not having completed the assignment for which you were sent here. Mm -hmm. It's just not an option, but yet it is. Mm -hmm. Anyone add to that? Well, I think um, I remember a very distinct time, just to put a story to that. Right before Crazy Eight started, and I knew that God was calling me to do something. Um, and I was actually at a football game with my uh, one of my kids that was playing football or whatever, sitting on the bleachers, and there was an older woman who was in a wheelchair, and she was kind of hunched over, and she was watching. Clearly, she was watching one, her granddaughter or something that was one of the cheerleaders. And um, I remember her being just kind of like, uh -huh, uh -huh, and like hardly, you know, whatever. And, and I, I feel as though, you know, sometimes I, I say, like, you feel like the, the spirit realm kind of wrinkles into, you kind of have experience mm -hmm. like a wrinkle in time with the spirit, you kind of like, and I really felt like in that moment I had this spiritual encounter. As I was staring at this young, this older woman, I, I felt as though I was, God was giving me a glimpse of at some point in my life, I'm going to be that woman. Mm. And I'm going to be sitting in that wheelchair. And I... It's like I got in touch with myself on those days and felt the feeling of, will I be able to say I gave it everything I had, mm. that I have no regrets? And, and, and that, I, I say FOMO like hilariously, but I think there is, there is a, a FOMO in the kingdom, right? Like, like of For the kingdom. For those of you that might be one with this, it's fear, fear of missing, missing out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fear of missing out. And so that was a very pivotal experience for me to, where it brought me to tears and I was like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be in a wheelchair and think, I wish I would have. What yeah. if I could have? Yeah. Maybe I might have. And and then allowing, and, and honestly at the time, I think I still had all six of the kids at home and I was a stay-at-home mom. And I mean, I could have come up with every excuse mm -hmm. in the book to not do what God was asking me to do. Very relevant. Like I have six kids and I'm a stay-at-home mom and I homeschool them and and my husband works out of town, and I had every every reason, very relevant reasons, very real reasons why I should not have started Crazy Eight Ministries. Mm. But I couldn't not do it mm -hmm. because God showed me what it would be like to get to the end of my years and go, man, I wonder what would have happened. Yeah, and I shudder to think like there. And, and God is a God of, of free will. He gives you free Absolutely. will. He doesn't force you to do something. There's an invitation to your deployment. And and it's interesting because I, I remember at one point kind of arguing like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, I'm, I get to stay at home all day. I'm so in my pajamas at noon. I homeschool my kids. You know, and this is going to really require a lot of work and all these things. And, and I remember really the Lord going, that's okay if you don't want to do it. I'll pick somebody else. I'll, mm. find, I'll find somebody else. <laughs> And again, the FOMO kicks in, right? Like, no. <laughs> um, but I, it was in that moment that's like, look, your deployment 
It is fit to you. Yes. But should you tell God no, he will find somebody else. Sure. You are not the end all be all in God's kingdom. You know, and that was a, it was a great thing for me to be like, oh, okay, so this really is an invitation. Like, I don't have to do this. That's a beautiful thing about God. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I want to add that in saying, like, your deployment is an invitation. Um, it shouldn't be a, uh, and, and yeah. I think for people like you and I, sometimes we start to feel the weight of mm-hmm. the responsibility of the deployment or we start to feel frustrated because the deployment isn't happening as fast as we want it yeah, to happen yeah. or whatever. But it's like, look, this is an invitation. Yeah. And really the deployment is really more about the journey than yeah. it is about the actual destiny. Absolutely. Um, and this whole that's why I love about the four cornerstones is it's a journey, yeah. right? And if all you do is circle the mountain of healing and discovery and you never develop and deploy... You're missing out. You're missing and, out. But so that's the whole purpose. But I, I just wanted to add that because when you were sharing that, I was like, ugh, I had that experience where I really felt like the Lord gave me a moment where I kind of experienced myself at the age of 90-something yeah. and how I would feel and what would I be thinking. You know, uh, you can hear it expressed like, you know, I don't want to die with regrets or um, fear of missing out or... There's an incredible book. I'm trying to think of the author's name. I've read the book, but I can't think of his name. But it's called Die Empty, and and the the premise of the book is very simple. It's just that look, when I when I go, when it's my time to go, I want everything that I could have done and God had given me the opportunity to do to be finished. I, I want I want to successfully yeah. and effectively run my course, because everything that I'm assigned to do is not even about me. It's about somebody else. I'm, I'm reminded of uh, very quickly. I'm reminded of the the story of uh, there's a, a couple who back in the, the 70s were hippies through and through. I mean, pot-smoking hippies, you know, whatever. Radically saved, had an amazing experience with the Lord, and they were just excited about being in the kingdom, didn't have a clue what that meant, and they thought in their minds that they should go be missionaries, right? And this is a true story, a couple out of Austin, Texas. And they they uh, just blindly, they were invited and so they went. And so then it goes missionaries. They went like as missionaries' aides. And for six months, they were on the ground in Rhodesia, which is in the southern part of Africa. And they they were out, you know, doing all the classic things, handing out tracts and witnessing to people. And, you know, just they didn't know squat about squat, but they were excited about it, right? Mm. And they were just, just loving people and loving the Lord and doing the thing. Six months they were almost at the end of their 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 task, if you will, or their assignment. And one one person in one family got saved through them loving them and witnessing to them. Mm-hmm. One one person. That led to the entire family being saved. And they left there so disappointed. They felt like failures. They felt like they had just, man, this is mm. we just blew it. We spent six months of our lives and we were glad to do that, but there was no results to show for it. But yet one family. Mm-hmm. Here's a crazy thing now. In 2021, when we're filming this, there are over three or 4,000 churches worldwide that are directly tied to that family because they all became pastors and international leaders and international speakers. And mm-hmm. now they have an entire movement of churches all over the world and medical programs and orphanages and schools. That's and so good. Because somebody just said yes to the invitation. Here, mm-hmm. I, I want to really concur with what Lisa's saying here. In the kingdom, there's not mandates. <laughs> Should we talk about mandates? <laughs> In the kingdom, there's not mandates. There's always invitations. Mm-hmm. But understand this: the invitation 
is always aligned with what God already knows to be true about you in his mind before you were conceived, before you were born, before any of us got here, he saw you and what you your contribution could be to this life. Mm-hmm. And he set everything up for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And then he just invites you to participate with it, right? It's an invitation, exactly mm-hmm. right. To say yes to the invitation is to experience not only the fulfillment of what it brings to see all that come about, but all the benefits, the blessings, the prospering, the so the growth that comes with that. It, you, you get all, to say no to the invitation, you're not judged, you're not loved any less by God if you say no, but here's what you must know. You will not experience the fulfillment, the blessings, the prosperity, what, because you can't receive the benefits of the invitation if you don't take the invitation, the inviter up on his invitation. Right. Right. So understand this, a lot of people go to their graves unsatisfied, unfulfilled, with a lot of regrets. Mm -hmm. We don't want that to be you. So don't just get healed, but please get healed. Don't just discover who you really are and understand more about yourself, but please do that too. Don't just spend time developing your yourself, your capacities and, and your talents, your skills, your abilities, but, but do that too. But if you're going to do all those things, my friend, get in the game. Mm-hmm. Do the thing. So good. Engage the assignment, the, the task that God's given you, and do it with joy because what comes with that is just blessing like you can't imagine. It's so worth it. (sighs) Brian, I'm so glad to have you here. And we'll do another series. Uh, Don't forget to get a copy of the book on Amazon, uh, Four Cornerstones of Strategic Living by Brian Holmes. Um, You will not be disappointed. All right, you guys, remember, from now until next time, Enforcing Purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.